From the newsroom of the Bryant College Station Eagle, this is the Brazos Sports Press. And now, the Eagle High School Sports Team, Alex Miller and Jake Weiss. What's going on, everyone? You're listening to the Brazos Sports Prepscast, a podcast about high school football here in the Brazos Valley. I'm Alex Miller of the Eagle, joined always by our high school sports reporter, Jake Weiss. Jake, wrapping up non-district play for a lot of teams here in the Brazos Valley last week. Going to get going to get started. District games, these are the ones that really count now that now that we're getting into this part of the season. Yeah, I was saying, everyone's uh, 0-0. In a weird way, it feels like a whole new season. Well... We've got some big games to look ahead to this week. Later in the show, you're going to want to stick around. We're going to have AM Consolidated coach Lee Fedora joining us, talking all things Tigers football as they get ready to start District 11 5A Division I action. That's a mouthful. <laughs> but first, Jake, let's recap, as always, a little bit of action from last week. We'll start with the Bryan Vikings, and we'll also look ahead to some matchups this week uh, while we talk about this. Brian, they they beat Richmond Randall, a first-year program out there southwest of Houston, 31-10. to uh, Rounded out a good non-district slate with a win on homecoming. Uh, Mason Rice, linebacker for the Vikings, he had himself a night, two interceptions, including a 56-yard pick six. Uh, the big news out of Brian, though, is that quarterback – Malcolm Gooden, he's going to be yeah. out for at least this week, maybe another week, uh, getting going to get hand surgery. Jake, that's a that's a tough loss for the Vikings, especially considering who they're going to play this week. Temple, the district favorite. Yeah, no, um, it really is. It's unfortunate too because I remember talking with uh, a lot of the Bryan players uh, back in the preseason, and one of the questions I ask is just, "Hey." You know, is there a game you guys got circled on the schedule? And I think all of them said Temple. Um, mm-hmm. I think every single player, and they brought a bunch of guys to the media days. I think they maybe had like 10 guys, and all 10 of them said Temple. Uh, so, you know, they're really going to have to rally uh, and figure out, you know, really going to have to rally and kind of figure things out this Friday against Temple without Malcolm. That's a tough loss for them. Yeah, you know, Brian uh, had had the tough loss to Huntsville, but they've responded the last couple weeks. Uh, you know, Jake... Where where do you think maybe the Vikings will turn to at quarterback uh, now that, that Gooden's going to be sidelined this week? Yeah, so I was talking with um, our sports editor, Robert Cessna. He actually went to the Bryan game last week, and um, he said Malcolm left at, I, I want to say, in the third quarter. Um, you have to go. I, I'd have to go back and check the story. Um, but when Malcolm was out, uh, they put in their backup, Creed Pierce. He's a senior. Uh, he took some snaps at quarterback. I believe he's he must be the backup quarterback. And then also, um, you know, I wasn't here for this, but you guys were here last year. Uh, and, you know, you guys know Tate Allen took some snaps at quarterback last year, I believe. Right. So that could be another option, I guess. But um, like I said, um, I was talking with our sports editor, Robert Cessna, last night, and he said uh, Creed Pierce took snaps and even had a touchdown pass, too. I think he had a 63-yard touchdown pass once he came into the game. So he'll probably be the guy that they uh, go with at quarterback this week. Yeah, you know, Tate Allen, he was a guy, like you said, last year after Gooden got hurt, they were trying a number of different things at quarterback, and they finally settled with Allen. And, and you know, during their winning streak down the, the stretch of the season, he was the guy that was taking snaps under center just as a sophomore then. Uh, so, you know, could see some packages with him. You know, Temple, they they are they are a pretty good team. 
and uh, they they've lost two straight weeks to two ranked teams. College Station two weeks ago, ten point loss, lost to Arlington Martin in, in, last week, a ranked six A team just on the fringe, right outside that top twenty, top ten ranking, I should say. Uh, and so you know, the Vikings they'll miss they'll miss Gooden, but you know this is a good team still and. Uh, I think this is going to be a really good game, and you know what? What I've got my eye on for this one is how does Brian's defense stack up against uh, Temple's offense? When you look at what Temple's got on offense, I mean they can get you. They can get you down the field in a, in a hurry with what they've got at quarterback with run field, and especially those receivers led by Michael. Uh, Harrison Pilot. I mean, he he is the real deal. Four star kid. I mean, he's being looked at by schools like Texas and some others. He's going to go be playing uh, Division One football here this next year. So this is going to be a good game. Uh, and it stinks for Brian that they're going to be without Gooden, but you know, at least they they saw some some good signs last week from the guys they'll be able to turn to this week uh, as they. They look to get a really big win to start off district play. You know, Jake, just kind of looking at that district 12-6A, you look around, I think there's going to be some really good competition once we get into the thick of the, the season. Harker Heights and Hutto, they're both 3-1. and one. They've, got, they've got some really good skins on the wall, good wins in, in non-district play. Shocker, Temple, preseason favorite, like I said. And you know, although the Wildcats they're they're two and two, uh, they they've got some respectable losses when when you look at the teams that they've fallen to. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say about that. I just agree, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Temple they're looking to get back on on track this week, but Brian they're looking for a really big win to kick off district play. Uh, Jake Rudder they they just ripped and roared past Colleen Chaparral last week, 44-14. to 14. You know, it seemed like it was an all-around all impressive win for the Rangers. What what really stuck out to you? You were over there in Colleen last Friday. Yeah, um, you know, kind of similar to Brian. They played a first-year program in Colleen Chaparral, um, you know. But I got to say, Rudder's defense, I know it was a first-year program, but the defense, I thought, looked really good. Um, wasn't a shutout. You know, they gave up 14 points. But uh, both times they gave up those points, it usually came off a long run. Uh, you know, like a 60-yard run, and then, you know, they'd make the stop, and then Colleen would just kind of punch it in. So, really, like I said, wasn't a shutout, but I thought the defense played really well. I know that's something we've talked about last couple weeks is how, and we talked about it with Coach uh, Ezar, too, when he came on last week, just, hey, you know, it's a young defense. Um, I thought they really kind of rose to the occasion uh, last week. And then on offense, too, um, Xavier Ramirez and the wide receivers looked really really good uh Xavier Ramirez had almost 300 yards passing he had like 292 um and he also got pulled a little early just because you know they wanted to get those backups in so he probably could have gotten over 300 um you know if they had kept him in he had four touchdowns all four were to different receivers Jaquise Martin we know him Kevin Holmes we know him you know pretty much all the usual usual suspects uh Nate Figures all the usual suspects at receiver got those touchdown passes just an all-around win. Defense, though, really stood out to me, but wanted to give a little shout-out there to the offense as well. Yeah, you know, the Rangers, they're starting District 10, 5A Division Two play this week. 
when when you kind of look at the landscape of that district, it, it it's kind of hard to figure out when when you're looking at how some of these teams have fared in the non-district schedule of who might be the real contender uh, contenders, I should say, in this district. Yeah, you know, um, Lake Creek's four and zero, and then the rest of the uh, teams are kind of about even. Uh, we know Rudder's two and two. Huntsville's uh, one and three, but we do know we we saw it. They did beat Bryan, so that one win is pretty impressive. Uh, you know, we know Brenham. We've seen Brenham in action. They can put up a lot of points, especially with uh, Ryland Wooten at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you know Rudder's opponent this week, Lamar Consolidated. Uh, you know, they got a win over Rudder to end the regular season last year. So and you know Rudder was a playoff team last year. So it'll be interesting to see kind of. Uh, just hold, where that whole district kind of shakes up and shakes out. Yeah, Rudder, of course, they're starting district play against Lamar Consolidated on the road this Saturday at good old Trailer Stadium. We had to look up Trailer Stadium earlier, me and Jake. Jake, Jake, uh, new to the scene and still in some aspects, so we were giving him the lowdown on all that. But, man, you, you, just, you just dove right in, yeah. and you're like almost halfway through the season, Jake. Yeah, that does feel hard to believe. It hard is, <laughs> I thought I was figuring everything out with non-district, and then it's like it's a whole new ball game. I'm like, oh, now i got to learn all these other teams. <laughs> well, hey, there were some great area games uh, last week, too. I was over in Centerville, top t- top 10 showdown in 2A. We talked about it on the podcast last yeah. week, Centerville and Mart. Uh, it was a heartbreaker for the Tigers. I mean, they played their guts out, but they lost 21-20. to uh, great game all around, you know. Centerville, they're they're two and two. They've got a really tough game against Jefferson this week, and Jefferson, a three A Division one school, it's going to be a neutral site game on a Saturday at the Tomato Bowl <laughs> in Jacksonville. Jake, uh, that's that'll be a great game on Saturday. But you know, Centerville, uh, Paxson Hancock playing his guts out, really really laid it all out on the field, had some. Big stops inside the ten yard line. Just couldn't, couldn't get it done. Couldn't get that two point conversion in the the last six minutes. But uh, you know, talking with Coach Hardy after the game, he was he was he was very encouraged by their performance. Not not discouraged at all. So good to see that from the Tigers. They're definitely a, still a true contender there down at that two A Division one level. Snook, they got a big win over Weimer. Yeah. Uh, they were underdogs in this game. They won twenty to fourteen. Impressive win from the Blue Jays. They're starting District fourteen two A Division two play this week against Runge. Jake, I think you talked to Coach Conway yesterday, if I if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, and you know the crazy thing about that win for Snook is, you know, they were down at halftime. Uh, they had to come out and they had a rally to put up twenty points. Uh, they they put up twenty unanswered points in the second half. Now, they did give up a touchdown as well in the second half, so they didn't shut them out second half. But still, um, you know, they had a rally uh, and put up those 20 points. And, you know, Coach was kind of talking to me, hey, we're a little banged up, but the, kind of the message has been, hey, you know, guys are going to have to fill in and, you know, take on new positions. He talked about at the running back position, uh, a guy named Lance Lara is kind of their go-to guy. Uh, but, you know, he said, hey, defense has kind of started figuring out He's our guy, so they kind of hone in on him. They had some uh, other guys step up as well at that running back position. Uh, and then they even had some guys switch. Um, Sam Smitherman was one of the guys who they had to have uh, take on a new role on that offense. He was a uh, – I think he was a fullback 
I could have that wrong what position he was before, but they basically just switched him over to tight end, and he had a pretty good game. So really impressive win for Snook to rally at halftime, and then not only just rally, but kind of, you know, hey, put guys into new roles and have those guys step up and kind of take charge when they can. All right, that's going to do it for us, the first segment of the podcast. When we come back, we're going to talk with a Consolidated Coach Lee Fedora. You're listening to the Brazos Sports Preps Cast. Welcome back to the Brazos Sports Preps Cast, everyone. We're joined now by a Consolidated Head Coach Lee Fedora. Coach, thanks for giving us a few minutes of your morning. Welcome to the podcast. How are you today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Well, Coach, uh, non-district's over for you guys as y'all are gearing up for district. We'll get to that here in a few minutes. But, you know, as you kind of look back over the first month of the season, really, what are what are some of the big things that you've really learned about this Tigers team? Well, what I tell the guys, you know, you you hope for three seasons. The first season's pre-district, and then the real season is district, and then you're hopefully getting into that third season, which is playoffs. And, you know, we try to put a pretty good schedule together in our pre-district to – see the the things that we've got to work on and do better on and that type deal. And we saw that last week when we played Lufkin, you know, they're a talented team and we got kicked. And so there's a lot of things we got to get fixed. And I think our guys have done a great job during our bye week to get prepared for our real season. That perfectly leads into my next question, Coach. Uh, kind of a couple couple parts here to it. But, uh, you know, just first off, y'all were off last week, had the bye week. What was kind of the focus during the bye week for y'all? Well, the focus was to get our minds back on 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 page to where, you know, yes, we lost that game and our guys were upset about it, but like we told them, that season's over with. Now it's the real season, and they did a good job being focused. Of course, into the six weeks on academics is coming up, you know, and so we're staying on them about their grades and doing that, but we've had a great week of practice. We didn't just take off. We, we got after it and started preparing and doing the things we did because we're adding some new things that we're keeping quiet and, you know, trying to get prepared for a, a challenging game. And then just kind of looking back some more at the non-district, uh, has there been anything or maybe any players that have uh, kind of surprised you, surprised you and the rest of the coaching staff, you know, through the first month? Well, you know, on the offense side of it, we've done a great job with our running backs. You know, they, Keyshawn and, and, and Trey Taylor has done a great job. And the things that we've always talked about is, you know, you got to work up front, offensive line. We've got some great size. We've got to do a good job communicate because we saw a lot of blitz coming different ways and that. So those are things we're preparing for. And then on the defense side of it, I, I've been real impressed with, you know, Mo Fochetti at our safety. Trace Meadows done a great job at our safety. Brock Slate at our linebacker. Joey Lightfoot up on the defensive tackle spot. But, you know, our defense has done a pretty good job. But one thing we worked on all week is wrapping up and tackling and doing a better job at that. You know, you guys are jumping into district play this week, that second half of the second part of the season you were talking about. You know, as you kind of look around the district, a lot of new faces for you guys. You know, what, what have you really seen from from this district in particular in, in their non-district play, too? Well, you know, we haven't got to see much film besides on the Georgetown. And when you look at all everybody in our district right now, you're sitting there, you got Leander that's 3-0, and then you've got Anum Consolidated, of course, ourselves. You got Leander Glenn, you got College Station, and you got Georgetown that are all two and one. And then you've got a couple teams. I mean, Hendrickson's that's one and two. And then you've got um, Cedar Park and Eastview that's 0 and three. But like we tell our guys, you don't worry about the pre district. You got to be prepared. I think it's going to be a good, challenging district this year. Yeah, you know, uh, 
like we said before, a lot of new faces. We kind of talked about it back in the summer, but now that it's here, you know, what's it going to be like in the, you know, face a new crop of teams, some some teams that you probably haven't really faced off much against before? Well, what it is, it's kind of like I tell them, it's like playoffs. You don't face a lot of teams you see in the playoffs year in and year out. So you got to get prepared each week being ready. And, um, you know, we're facing a good team in Georgetown. They've impressed me with their offensive line. They've got a great offensive line. They've got a great running back. Defensively, they like to do a lot of twisting and moving around in their secondary and all that. So stuff we worked on all week long. And, uh, well, you kind of answered the next question, Coach. I was going to ask, uh, you know, what have you seen from Georgetown in non-district? But you kind of answered it a little bit there for us. But uh, is there anything else you've seen from them so far in non-district? Well, like I said, I think the biggest thing is they got a power running back. You know, he likes to hit it downhill and he runs hard. And their offensive line to me is the most impressive. And that's where we've got to do a good job up front on our defense and do a good job tackling. Well, before we let you go, Coach, in your mind, what are some of the things the Tigers need to do this week to, to come away with a, a key district win to, to start off this thing? I think the big thing is show character. You know, even when bad things happen, keep your head up, keep fighting, don't lay down. And um, that's stuff we talked about all week long in our bye week. And on the offense side of it, got to do a good job communicating in our blocking assignments. On the defense side of it, we got to do a good job wrapping up. And we've been doing a pretty good job in our special teams. I've been impressed with that. But I think our guys are focused and they're ready to make a big run. So hopefully we'll take care of business this first week. All right. Well, that's Andrew Consolidated Coach Lee Fedora. Coach, thanks for giving us a few minutes every day. It's always good talking with you. Thank you very much. I appreciate you guys. Hey, big thanks again to Coach Fedora for joining us on the show. I uh, really appreciate his insight on the Tigers football team. All right, Jake, final segment. Three games to watch in the Brazos Valley this week. We're kicking it off. Navasota, they're hosting El Campo starting district play down in the 4A level. This is a big one, um, you know, for Navasota. They they kind of rebounded last week with a big win over Harf, Huffman Hargrave. Uh, they won forty-two to fourteen. Really impressive game for them. Uh, once again, their rushing attack I think is just. I'm real impressed with that every week. Like I know I feel like I say that every week. Like I'm like, wow, they had a great performance on the ground. But uh, just another week for them where they rushed the ball really well. Um, but you know, the challenge this week is kind of it's kind of a coin. It's kind of the they're kind of having to do the opposite of what teams are trying to do to them because, you know, teams are always trying to stop their run game. Well, this week, they've got to stop five-star running back uh, Ruben Owens over in El Campo, which will be a ta- tough tough t- task for them, but I'll be interested to see what they can do against them. Yeah, this is going to be a really good game. Uh, I think El Campo – I can't remember. what It's a, it's a one – somebody's a one-point favorite in this game, and I think El Campo is the favorite in the Harris ratings. So – this is going to be a really good game down in Navasota. All right, Cameron, they're playing at Lorena, okay? Cameron, uh, they're in the middle of a really brutal stretch, okay? They're 2-2, two and two, uh, but they've lost back-to-back games against state-ranked teams, Waco Connolly and then Belleville. Uh, you know, we talked about the pasture of pain last <laughs> week, Jake, and unfortunately for the Yeoman, it was the pasture of pain for them. And uh, now, you know, they've got a pretty big road game against Lorena. They're number three in 3A Division One, uh, state champion last year at that in that division to start the district play. You know, Cameron's been in some shootouts, but 
This one could maybe be a little bit closer when you look at the kind of ball games that Lorena has been playing uh, early in the season. So this is this is one. This whole district, okay. This is a this is probably one of the best, if not the best, district in three A Division one. I mean, certainly you've got Franklin at number one, Lorena's number three. Cameron, if they had just beaten one of Connolly or Belleville, they'd be ranked. And, you know, Little River Academy's good. Uh, you know, I know Rockdale, they, they, they've had some up and down games. They lost by that one point against Jim Ned last week, yeah. a heartbreaker for the Tigers. But, I mean, top to bottom, and we've said this before, this is just going to be a really fun district to watch, see how it all shakes out. Um, especially with, you know, I think I, from what I've seen, there's going to, there's going to be some parody in this district too, uh, in, in sense of teams being really competitive with each other. So really, really interested to see how this district shakes out starting on Friday with Cameron and Lorena. So, all right, Jake, one more Burton versus Falls City. This one's at a neutral site in Giddings, yeah. remember, because Burton's building their new football stadium. They don't have any home games this year. And this is this is the one they've got circled, man. This is the one they've had circled. Yeah, and, you know, the crazy thing is, you know, I think Burton's uh, undefeated. They're 4-0, I believe. Uh, is that right? Yeah. That's right, right? Yeah, okay. I was about to say, I'm like... They're up to, they're up to number two. Yeah, number two. In 2A Division right. two behind Mart, who yeah. beat Centerville. So um, yeah, Burton's four and zero. On the other side of the coin, we've got Falls City, a little bit of a different team than we've seen uh, in the past. You know, Falls City's pretty young; they're two and two this year. But once again, I mean, you can kind of throw out the records when you get these kind of big clashes between you know rivals and teams that have history. You know, it's kind of just going to be decided you know on the field rather than with the record. Uh, you know, so I'm excited to see what can happen. Uh, personally, I kind of feel like. Burton's going to go in there and get the window. It's a little bit of a bold pick there, but I, I like Burton in this one. Yeah, I think I've got Burton in this one, too. You know, Fall City uh, beat Burton in that region final last year, uh, lost in the state championship game to Stratford uh, in, a, in, a, in a pretty tough loss for them, a game that got away from them in the fourth quarter. Uh, Fall City, I mean, they've just had they've just been on this run. They've been so good. Uh, the last few years, and Burton's run into him a couple times here and there in some really good games at, at the region final level. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, they're they're young. I didn't realize it. I think Fall City, they only returned like four or five starters from last year's team. So definitely a little bit of a rebuilding year. Uh, this is one the Panthers should probably win. So it's going to be gonna be one to keep your eye on Friday night over in Giddings. So. All right, Jake. I think that's all we've got. Yeah. Um, I've got to say, for the Consol fans going out there, got to go to 600 Degrees Pizza in Georgetown. Jake, I think I gave you that recommendation, so yeah, we'll see. Do. We'll see. We'll see if anybody takes me up on that this week. <laughs> so if you do and it's terrible, email Robert Cessna at the Eagle.com. So, all right, Jake, that's all we've got for today's show. You got any final thoughts? No, um, I'm excited to try 600 degree pizza though. But I, I might have to email you. I'm gonna have to email Robert Cessna if it's not good pizza. <laughs> All right, 
Thanks for tuning in for this week's episode. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Be sure to check Doodle.com for all of our high school football coverage this Friday. For Jake Weiss, I'm Alex Miller. Thank you, and we'll see you next week.